everyone wants to live a legendary life, but what does that really mean? And how do you go from zero to legendary? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. You know, every one of us wants to build what is in our mind a legendary life. But what does that really mean? And more importantly, how do you get from where you are today to legendary? What's the best way to do that? What do you need to know and what do you need not to know? And that's why we asked Tommy Breedlove offer this great book called Legendary. And the subtitle really says it all. A simple playbook for building and living a legendary life and being remembered as a legend. So with that, welcome, Tommy. David, my brother, what an honor to be here, my friend. And we've had an epic conversation off the mic. I can't wait for a legendary conversation on the mic, my friend. We'll do our best. Legendary is what we strive for on every podcast. So let's level set. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be doing the kind of important work that you're doing right now. Yeah, I'm so grateful and humbled that the work I'm doing now literally fell in my lap. I'll tell the really quick version of the story. Grew up super humble beginnings in and around a lot of violence and abuse. And I was scheduled to be the first person in my family to graduate college. Unfortunately, I became what I hated. I became that abuse and violence and committed a violent crime at 18 and was looking at seven years in prison. Luckily, by the grace of God, it was dropped to two heavy misdemeanors and I was sentenced to two years and spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. Something beautiful happened to me there, though. An African-American gentleman decided to step across racial boundaries, which is rare in those institutions, mentor me, love me. It was the first real true male aspirational person that ever entered my life. And he said, he called me young blood. He said, young blood, you're not going to become a part of this revolving door system. And with his guidance, his love, some grit on my part and some action on my part, I picked myself up when I got out, worked at a nuclear waste container factory, went to community college at night, did end up back at the University of Georgia, go dogs. And one of the things I'm proud of is we actually, I went from a jail cell to literally working at Deloitte in three years. So how does that relate to what I'm doing now? Fast forward 15 years. And I thought, cause I came from humble beginnings, money, success, power, status, ambition, which all those things are important to some level if you want to make impact, but I thought they were going to make me happy. And I never dealt with those insecurities, those fears, the not good enough. The I still believed what was taught to me when I was a young puppy that I was just a piece of garbage and not lovable. And when the money, power, and status didn't fill me up, I turned to the dark side. I literally turned to the wolf of Wall Street lost lifestyle, and it almost cost me everything at 36 years old, from my marriage to my firm to my career and almost my life. And at that moment, brother, I said, you know, this: who am I? Where am I going? What do I stand for? And what can I do to pick myself up? Who is the real Tommy Breedlove? Who is the, the young boy and man that I aspire to be? 
And with great coaching, with great therapist, with reading everything I could get my hands on, I literally took action and started investing in me. And when I invested in me, the most, I started getting confident, courageous, loving, compassionate, quiet. You know, arrogance is what I was before, and that's insecurity on steroids. I became calm, quiet, loving. And here's the tangible results that happened in my life. And three, I never planned on leaving the financial consulting and public accounting world, but in three years, just by working on me, about an hour to 90 minutes a day, I literally doubled my income, 10X'd my network, and won all these awards, went from 90 hours a week to 35. Those were the tangible results. But the intangible results were peace of mind, loving relationship with my wife, felt confident in my own skin, for lack of a better word. And that's when all of these executives, entrepreneurs, bankers, lawyers, accountants, advertising people started reaching out to me. They're like, look, man, you made a 180 degree turn in your life. You seem happy. You're just who you are. You're quiet, but you also haven't given up your ambition and drive and you're successful. What drug are you taking, brother? Because I want some of that. And about the 10th person that asked me, and I just didn't love the career anymore. I was on the board. You know, I was a board of director. I was an international practice leader. I was an owner of this big firm. And I was like, I just didn't love it anymore. And I wanted to chase this dream of helping other ambitious driven people have what I have. And so with courage, with love and support from my network, with great friends, with great mentors, with great coaches, and the unconditional support of my wife, I chased this dream. And since then, man, we have written a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling book called Legendary. We run executive men's retreats and conferences and a mastermind. And now we're starting the women's program in 2022. So thank you for letting me share that. But it literally fell in my lap because people were asking me how we did it and why we did it. So thank you for letting me share that. Well, it, it's kind of the question. I once heard a speaker who, whose talk was titled, How Will I Find Happiness When Success Isn't Enough? Hmm. And um, that guy's name was Lane Longfellow, for anybody who wants to go look him up. But it was, you know, the right question for me at the right time. And I started doing some thinking about where I was and what I was doing, because as as some viewers know, before that, I was in international apparel manufacturing, and we lost a factory with 500 people and 350 sewing machines in El Salvador at gunpoint. So I was 20-something years old and didn't know my butt from a hole in the ground. I was involved in a family business. My point, I guess, is that everybody starts somewhere. And if you have that epiphany, the next question is, what do you do? When you said you started working on yourself, you started thinking about yourself, most people don't find themselves, I hope, incarcerated at 19. Your journey was a little yeah. longer than, you know, or a little more distant than some. But how do you start that process? Once you hit that point of self-awareness, what are the things you can do to help move yourself to where you want to be? I think that's a very powerful thing you just said, and I want to repeat it, is the first is self-awareness. And that's the number one failure in leadership and leading ourselves into life is being unself-aware, being unconscious of our attitudes and actions. But here's the problem with awareness. Once you become aware, you can't become unaware, right? And so let me give you some signs. The first thing I want to tell people is they're not alone. So many of us think we're alone when we feel scared or insecure or worried or our relationship isn't good enough. We're not as successful in life or money that we want to be. So I want people to know that they're not alone. We all have fear. We all have insecurities. We all struggle in our relationships. We all wish we had more. We all struggle with envy. You're not alone. But which area in your life do you want to improve? Is it your financial status? Is it your professional success? Is it your marriage or your, your relationship with your boyfriend? Is it happiness? Is it peace of mind? Are you lacking purpose in life? Do you really not know why you are here? Do you find yourself looking at whatever it is? 
first thing you have to do is take intentional action. Action for action shake is not intentional. So intentional action would look like this. If you want to be more successful in life, do you need to take a course? Do you need to read a book on accounting? Do you need to read a book in leadership? Do you need to read a book on money? What skills do you have to do to build confidence? Do you need to hire a coach? But you have to take intentional action to improve. Do you want to be more happier? Do you need to start a gratitude practice? Do you need to get rid of some of those negative Nellies out of your life? Do you need to surround yourself with other happy people who believe what you believe? But we must take intentional action. And this life is hard enough, man. Life is hard. Death is hard. We make it a whole lot harder. But if we start leading ourselves, if we start investing in our heart muscle, our mind muscle, and if it's important to you, your soul muscle, every single day, you just get a little bit stronger. You get a little bit more confident. You get a little bit more courageous. You start respecting and loving yourself. And then guess what happens? You start respecting and loving others. But if we don't work on our heart, mind, soul, and body muscles, they atrophy. And so we must we must take action every single day. And there's small, small actions. And I think that's why Legendary has been such a commercial success. It's fun. It's simple. But by God, you can implement these simple things in your life. And they pay compounding interest in money, time, purpose, success, love, life. And it's it's just a formula that works, but you have to do the work. So I would answer that question. You must take intentional action and do something different than you did yesterday to expect different results. One of the things that you talk about in the book is working in what you call your zone of brilliance. What is a zone of brilliance and how do you find yours? How do you know when you found it? I love it. Great question. So whether you're in a career working for someone else or you own your own company, you have God-given talents. You are super good at doing certain things. You're probably like me, not good at doing a lot of things, but you're probably very good at doing a few things. And I'll share with you mine in a second. So that's the first leg of what the zone of brilliant is. If you think you're good at nothing, A, you're wrong. And B, ask three people that care about you, what am I really good at? What do people come to me for? What are my superpowers? And I guarantee you they will answer that for you. So don't think that I'm not good at anything because that's simply not true. The second thing that's so important to your zone of brilliance is you must love doing it. I am world-class at financial engineering and did it for 20 years in the M&A and public accounting world. I don't love doing it. So you have to love doing it and you have to be good at it. And if you can spend somewhere between two and four hours of your professional life in your zone of brilliance, you'll be more successful, you'll be more efficient, you'll be a whole lot happier, and you'll be a whole lot more profitable. But the problem is, is we get stuck in control and perfectionism, and we also get distracted with all the bells and whistles from our phones to our emails to our messages to our texts to Joe next door and Sally to our left. When you're in your zone of brilliance, and by the way, only one out of a 100 people can multitask effectively, you're probably not that one person. So I know everybody listening to this like, oh, I'm the one person. No, you're not. And so cut off the email, cut off the Facebook, tell Joe and Sally to get out of your office, and for two to four hours a day, lock down your zone of brilliance, the things that you're really good at, meets the things you love doing, and from happiness to profitability to efficiency to actually enjoying the work you do. So here's the thing. If I'm not on TV, podcast, or radio, if I'm not coaching a client or running a retreat or mastermind, or if I'm not writing content, I am failing the eight people we have in this business, my clients, and myself. 
and I outsource everything else from accounting to email. And by the way, email is someone else's to-do list. And so I literally outsource almost everything else so that they can work in their zone of brilliance. And the company has flourished when I, Tommy, got out of the way. And now a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, back to our discussion. One of the other things that you talk about, you know, I, I often ask the people I work with, my clients, what's the one thing everybody has all there is of, but everybody needs more of? And of course, that's time. One of the things you talk about as being key is what you call conquering our time. Is that what you're talking about with, you know, locking yourself away from everything else? Or are there other techniques and things that you ought to be thinking about as you go through your day? That's a piece of it. That's certainly a piece of it is being laser focused for two to four hours a day in your craft. And that's, by the way, how you build confidence as well. But here's the key. Not a human being on earth has more time or less time than anybody else. It doesn't matter if it's Warren Buffett or a great athlete or someone that's just getting started. And we have to eliminate the word busy from our lives. When we say we're busy, that's really saying that someone or somebody or something else is prioritizing our time. The first thing I would tell everybody is remember every single moment of every single day of every single breath regarding your time is a choice. You can choose to do what you want with your time and eliminate the word try from your life as well. Well, I'll try to get to that. Well, that just means you're not going to do it. Either do or do not. Do not try. That's what Yoda said, right? So here's some techniques that I want to tell people. Zone of brilliance helps you be more happy, more efficient, gets you get stuff done. So that's one technique. One of the techniques that I've applied in my life, and this is a very difficult one, but it's oh so simple and oh so powerful. When it comes to accepting an appointment, a lunch, a dinner, or hanging out with another human being, family or not family, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. It'll be remarkable how much time you get back. So if someone calls you and you don't want to pick up the phone and want it to go to voicemail, that is a no. And so one of the simple techniques is when someone asks something of you, whether it's time, energy, advice, is it a hell yes or is it a no? Because people are selfish and they will, they don't mean to be, they're unconscious about it, but they will take, 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 take. So set that boundary. One no is worth a thousand yeses. So if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Something else we are very, very good at, and this is a technique that we'd have applied in our life, that is time blocking. So there's certain hours of the day that I'm only going to be doing this. There's certain hours of the day that I'm going to be doing this. But we also block time out for thinking. We block time out for rest. We block time out for my daily walks. I walk out in nature. It's one way that I get creative. It's where I get focused. It's where I can think and I'm not distracted. I'm around God's art, you know, and so that's what I enjoy doing. But you have to prioritize by saying no a lot. 
You have to ask yourself what's important to you and make the time to do that. And you've got to apply the hell yes and hell no principle. And I promise you, you'll be a whole lot more time. And by the way, your time is the most important asset that you have way so over money. Money's important. Anyone that says money's not important, run from them. They're broke. Money is important. Time is more important. So those are some simple techniques that you can apply. Now, we, you know, reading further through the book, we don't all do this by ourselves. You talk a bunch about the importance of creating what you call an inner circle. What's an inner circle? How do you employ it to get to where you need to be? And why is it important? It's the most critical thing I have in my life. And so if you hang out with five happy, successful people, guess what you're going to be? Happy and successful. You hang out with five drunks who are angry, you're going to be drunk and angry. And so this is cliche. This has been, this is 2000 year old wisdom that all of us say in a different flavor, but we are the five people we surround ourselves with from your significant other, super, super important, probably the most important decision you'll ever make in your life to the friends that you hang out with, to your colleagues, to the people that you work with. And so for me, my inner circle is my board of directors. They are friends who will tell me I'm an a-hole when I'm an a-hole, but they're friends that are also love me when I'm down, hold me accountable when I need to be held accountable and hold me to my core values. And I have two rules for my inner circle and friends. Do you make me happy or do you make me better? And a lot of the folks that make me better don't make me happy. And that's just me being very candid. And so it's critically important to surround ourselves with people who believe in our core values. They have the same core values, who are going in the same direction, who live on the abundance side of life. What does that mean? They live with love, compassion, empathy, open-mindedness, grace, net givers, not net takers. You got to watch that. And not anger, cynicism, judgment, gossip, you know, fear, all that stuff. So you, it's so critical to my, I'm telling you in the past 10 years, I have experienced more success just by being around happy, successful people with the same value systems going in the same direction. And they're not here to tell me what I want to hear. We're not here to talk about football, business, or women. We're here to talk about life, love, authentic conversations to how to make ourselves better. That's why the inner circle is so important, my brother. Well, there's that word that crops up in a lot of the conversations that we have these days, which is authentic. So many people spend so much time being what they think somebody else thinks they should be and not what they are. I know one of the things that you talk about in the book is living with purpose. How do you find your purpose? How do you know when you found your purpose? What's that all about? So here's the good news is every single human being, whether you believe it or not, has a purpose until their last breath on earth. We all have a purpose. And we've already talked about two legs of the stool in your zone of brilliance. So your zone of brilliance is part of your purpose, but there's a third leg to that stool. So if you find yourself looking at the stars or what I call God's TV, a fire, and you're asking, you know, why am I here? Where am I going? What does this all mean? It's because you lack purpose. But here's the good news. You can find it. So I'm going to give you the first two legs again. It's where your God-given talents, and if you don't know what those are, ask others that you care about. They will tell you what they are. It meets things you actually enjoy doing. And here's where purpose comes in. You use those skills, those tools, the, your God-given talents that you enjoy to make a human, a community, an organization, this planet, micro or macro, a little bit better than where you found it. So our purpose is... And by the way, your kids and your wife and husband are not your purpose. Those are your responsibilities. That's a very different thing. Your purpose is where you serve. It's where you use your talents, your gifts, things you enjoy to make one person, a community, a company, an organization, a cause better than you found it. 
And if you like, well, what do I care about? Well, here's the things you care about. Ask yourself what makes you really angry. The flip side of that is your value systems, your principles, your core values, and what you really care about. So use your God-given talents and the things you love doing to help solve that problem. That is your purpose. That is the birthplace of fulfillment. That's the birthplace of net giving. That's the birthplace of serving. And when we serve others, it comes back to us 100x. That, my friends, is your purpose. So we've got a couple of minutes left. As we're recording this, the country's in a very strange and perilous place. How do these lessons apply there? How can you, you know, once once you're on your beam of light that you need to be on and you found your North Star, how can you take this out in the community and help? Totally. The first thing I would tell everybody is go find the nearest mirror. And that's the only thing in your power and control. And that is all of the problems in your life and all of the solutions in your life. So when you turn on 24-hour news, it doesn't matter if it's Fox, CNN, or MSNBC, those people are telling you you are a victim. They are trying to scare you and divide you. They want to sell you advertising. Those are great actors giving you a story to upset you, to scare you, to sell advertising. So turn that poison off and start putting nutrition into your eyes and ears. Podcasts, books, conversation with great friends wisdom, learnings. And so the only thing you can do is you. The only thing you can change is you. And remember, the only true power we have in life is our choices. So you can choose who you hang out with. You can choose, do you sit on Twitter for four hours a day? And by the way, if you're on Twitter for more than three minutes a day, you're 60% more likely to say you had a bad day. So we are constantly inundated with fear, division. Everybody's become a doctor now. And everybody's become a politician now and everybody wants to fix it. But those are victims. Those are either entitled victims and they're angry, they're scared, they're judged. They can only do them. You can't fix them. You can only affect you and then serve your community, your neighbor, your family, your wife, something you care about. So the work starts with each one of us. People say, Tommy, what do you think the world needs? It's not empathy and compassion and love. We have that. We're built for that. We just listen to all this noise and it takes us out of it. What we need is personal accountability. You are the problem and the solution to everything in your life. There's no magic pill. No politician's going to save you. And nobody's coming on a white horse to come rescue you. They only care about themselves. And that's sad, but it's true. So the only thing you can do is you, with your choices, look in the mirror. It's your problem and solution. And I don't care what story you're telling yourself. We all tell ourselves a story that's probably not true. We can rewrite that story starting today. So take some intentional action, become a net giver. But the most important thing I can tell you is to invest in yourself first. It is the most selfless thing you can do. If you want to be a better husband or wife, love yourself more. How do you love yourself more? Gratitudes, meditation, prayer, coaching, reading positive information, putting positive stuff in your heart and soul. Do you want to be a better leader? Start leading yourself. You want to be better in business? Start being better yourself. So invest in your heart, mind, soul, your knowledge. And you and I were talking about this all fair. We realize the more we read, the more cool people we hang out, the more we travel, is we don't know anything, which is a beautiful place to be. But be open-minded, love yourself, respect yourself, start building your self-esteem. And by, by the way, self-esteem is cultivated. It takes doing the reps. Confidence and self-esteem are cultivated. So don't worry about the noise on social media and the news. Turn it off. You're not going to be unaware. People are going to tell you about it anyway. So they're going to tell you about the news. You don't even have to watch it. 
and start doubling down on your heart, mind, soul. And I promise you, happiness, success, love, life, it will happen. And by the way, there's a million simple tools in the book, Legendary. So go check that out. It's all there. That's a great place to end our conversation for today. Tommy Breedlove, the book is called Legendary. We'll link to it in the show notes. But if you want to get it sooner, it's available wherever you find your books. Legendary by Tommy Breedlove. Tommy, thank you so much for a great conversation. David, it's been an honor. And by the way, if you're not a reader, I will read it to you on Audible. So get that. (laughs) It's been an honor, brother. Thank you so much. Take good care. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.